noise, make 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 noise. What's happening, man? How you feel? I'm here, baby. How you doing? How you been? All good, all good, man. Happy to see you, man. I know you're doing well. You're doing your thing. Um, I didn't get to interview you in the summer when the when the documentary dropped on BET, and it just took us a long time to to get to this. So I thank you for doing it, man. Um, let's start here, man. Rough Riders. For people who don't know, how did you get started? Because I know you guys as the Dean family. So right, right. You, you know, I know you guys as the Dean family. How did you get started? in the music business? But we started with the music. We probably had, um, X was the first artist that we probably started doing music with. So we, we dealt with X and then we got with the Locks, then we got with Eve, then we got with Drag and Swiss and all of them came along as, as we went. But we started with X. Hmm. But you, now, now were, were you guys, or were you guys any, any parts of any other record label? Did you have any industry jobs beforehand or you guys were just regular people and you decided that you wanted to get behind somebody and learn the business? Correct. Correct. We just, uh, we were just regular people in the doing what everybody else was doing in, in the street coming up and we got a break with X and we believed in them. So we just stuck with it. It probably took a, a good eight years or something for him to get to his peak, but we stuck it out. Now, now, you meet X, what, in Yonkers? Where, first of all, where are you guys from originally? Where's the Dean family from originally? We're from the Bronx, but, you know, we're from the Bronx in Harlem, but we're really from the Bronx. Okay, because I know, you know, when I think of you guys, I think of you, I claim you as Harlem. Because, uh, you know, I, 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 your roots in Harlem, I always see you in Harlem. So I come yeah, from Harlem, I never knew Bronx, man. Yeah, because, you know, Bronx and Harlem is connected, so it's like, you can go right, I'll be in Bronx and Harlem all all day, but I sit in Harlem because that's where I be at. So I'm mostly posted in Harlem. Okay, so so it's the it, it's you, it's you, Siobhan, and why, and then of course your your nephew, your is it your nephew is Swiss. Is Swiss? Is yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. right. So the first artist you guys get is DMX. What makes you say I want to deal with DMX? What is it about him? When what is it about him that made you want to do it? He, he he he's talented. So when you get to see him, and he's, he was what he was with X, what made him great is because he was a, a a rapper, but he was a character at the same time. So you know he knew how to bring the best out of you, and he bring the best out of whoever. So we started off battling, and he just was animated. So you know, same way as he on stage, he's, he could he could perform on stage by himself because he got the energy and, and, and the talent to perform. So he, was, he just had me believing him when I first heard him. I was like, yeah, he's good. Now, now, when, do you remember the first time you ever met DMX and what happened? First, first the interaction first, you ever The first time I met X, because my brother had him already, and I was out of town. So I came back in town. He called me, told me to meet him. I met X on 125th Street. That was the first time I saw him in Harlem. Mm -hmm. What was your What was your first impression of him? Just as a rapper, as a person, everything. When I first heard him, and and after he finished, I was like, "Oh yeah, he, he he's probably it." Like I I just believed in him from the first time I heard him rap. I believed in him right away. When you when you took him around on the battle circuit, 
he's battling all these people. Now, we always heard about this particular battle with Jay-Z. Were you there for that battle when he battled Jay-Z? Yeah, I was there. I was in the Bronx. We went to the Bronx and we did that in the Bronx. I was there. What were, from your standpoint, what happened? Because I asked X, and X said, you know what happened. You know what happened. He started talking to me and shit. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. He never told me what took place. What happened at that battle? What it was is that it was uh, Harlem Knights and they had some uh, original flavors. They was battling. We just happened to be there. We wasn't supposed to battle. We was just there. But what happened was the Harlem Knights and original flavors, they had ran out of rounds, I guess, and it wasn't going too long. So they put, I think they put Hove on the table, if I'm not mistaken. And once they put Hove on the table, we really wasn't with them, but they was our little mans because they from Harlem. So we was like, fuck it, we put X on the table. And then they start going back and forth, you know. Hove went, X went, they went back and forth. And, you know, we give it like, we never say anybody won because they both was good. So we give it like a draw, but they both was nice. Was there any money bet on that? Was there any money bet on that battle? No, it wasn't no money bet because it wasn't there for us. It was another people, they was battling, we just happened to be there. And when they ran out of rounds and they didn't know they they put their best man up there, which was Hove, and we had X, we was with them, but we wasn't really with them, but they had people, so we put X up there. Mm. What 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 did you think of Jay-Z? Was that the first time you ever saw him? Yeah, that was the first time I ever saw him. Did you when you saw him that time in, in the midst of that battle, what was what were your first thoughts about him? Did you think did you think that he was gonna be what he wound up becoming? No, nah, I didn't. I didn't know if he was gonna be as big as he is now, but I knew he was nice. Same way I knew X was nice. I didn't know they was gonna both be just as big as they are. We was just dip, fiddling, fouling with the um, with the rap world a little bit, but we was just getting into it. But we didn't know that they was gonna become who they are right now. Hmm. So, and, and then also moving on, you have a connection with Swiss because Swiss is your nephew. Right, right. When did Swiss come into the picture? When did he start start doing that? Was he a producer from the beginning? Did you guys say, listen, you got to do this one particular thing? How did he become a part of Rough Riders? Well, he, he what happened was Swiss was, in, Swiss was living, he's from the Bronx, but mm -hmm. he had moved to Atlanta. So he was DJing first, mm -hmm. DJing, DJing. And then he came back from Atlanta and came back to New York. We was doing music. And we just pulled him in, and he just started making beats and getting better and better and better. And that's how he got better. It wasn't overnight. He had to put a lot of work in, and he put his time in to make them beats, and then he got better. Who was the first artist that you let Swiss produce? It could have been... It probably was X at that time, because I don't think a lot of... At that time, it could have been X or... I'll just say X if I had to really say I would say X. Because I think he did the Stop Drop. Mm -hmm. One of our biggest songs. He did that mm -hmm. one. He did a lot of our songs, so I know it probably was Swiss. What made you trust your nephew to do that? Because most people, especially Swiss, was young too. He was young, unproven. What made you say, you know something? I got this artist. I know he's hot. I can go over here and pay this guy that I know just plays whoever x amount of money and make sure that i get this but no i'm gonna take my nephew and i'm gonna give him this shot 
to to work with what wound up becoming a generational artist it, you know what it was because first you got to know his family so you better think don't think longevity because everybody else could go he can't really go nowhere he's family so if i'm gonna invest i'm gonna invest in him because i know no matter what goes wrong or right he's gonna be there no matter what like he's there to the day right now so he happened to become successful so if he's successful we're successful however it go but we had other producers that was good grease we had pk we had shock we had a bunch of producers they all was in there just vibing and everybody was doing what they had to do and and, and they all were successful when it came to the album because they all had joints on the album so you know he just took it to another level was he, was there ever a special connection between to you between x and swiss because swiss told me that x and him are really really close they had done a lot of stuff and you know they know each other deeper than music but had you right. seen that connection did you see a special energy between the two of them yeah they, they, yeah i seen it because they used to hang out with each other outside of the studio studio was one thing but they'll just be outside chilling doing whatever they doing and, and hanging out all day then come to the studio so they had like a like a, a a brotherly love way before the music they just be they didn't have to be in the studio to be good with each other they'll be outside doing stuff now now the one thing that the rough ride this rough rough riders are known for two things they're known for the bikes the motorcycle culture the bicycle culture the 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 two-wheel culture atv culture whatever you want to call it and right. you guys are also known for D, from DMX for restarting the thug culture. Because remember, before X came along, yeah, it was shiny suits. There you go. Happy light skinned niggas. There you go. It was completely with you 100%. The, there you go. The day that, the day that, hold on, you got to turn the light on, bro. The day that, um, the day that, um, that, uh, I met DMX. The day I met DMX was with Mike Kaiser at Hot 97. Correct. And Mike Kaiser brings DMX in. DMX comes in the fucking radio station with a fucking pit bull. And <laughs> Mike Kaiser turns to me and says, yo, man, this is going to be the reinvention of thug culture. This is DMX. X say what's up to school. And X said, Argh. I said, what are your hogs? This motherfucker is <laughs> And then the dog was barking. I said, wait up, hold on, man. We got to call the ASPCA. Like, like, X was so deep in the whole thug shit. He was so deep in the pit bullshit, which if yep. you don't know anything about black culture, dog fighting is a part of black culture. It's a part, it's not even black culture. Street hood culture. Hood shit. That, that, so, right. so what made you, what made you, add those things to the game because you took that and you made that worldwide man you know what we, you know what happened scoop and you was right because it, 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 what happened was when we came in the game we changed the game mm -hmm. because we came in the game when they was doing you gotta remember i i um mace and a lot i gave them the puff right x mm -hmm. was too hard for him so we couldn't pick him over there so when hold, 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 hold. x was too hard to be on bad boy yeah, he was too hard because he was gritty and, you know, they was the shiny suits. X ain't the shiny suit guy. Right. So I gave him um, Mace and the locks. I said, go ahead, let them rock out. I kept X because he wouldn't work over there. So he came, but when we brought him back, he changed the game. 
Because remember, like you said, they was wearing shiny suits. We took it from shiny suits to boots and, and farmer suits. You, you took it from boots and farmer suits, but more importantly, no shirts. People, if you don't know anything about street culture, if you get into a fight in the street, what's the first thing you do? Well, me, I don't get in the fights. If we get in the fights, you know what we do. You take them off the shirt. If you want to knuckle up with somebody, the first thing you do is take your shirt off. Because you don't want somebody to grab you by your shirt and put it over your head. So the first thing anybody, if any, if you see anybody in the street fighting, any dude that know anything about street culture, they take it off their shirt right off the rip. And DMX personified all that. Shirt off. Uh, yeah. You know, jail workout, all that shit. And you had, you had taken it, you took it, it was such a big departure from happy, shiny suits, everything, to this dark, thug street. You know, I, at that time, remember, at the tunnel, niggas was taking their yeah. shirts off when Get At Me Dog came out. Niggas yeah. taking their shirt off, you, uh, fighting with each other, everything. What, did you know that it was going to be that big? No, we didn't really know it was going to be that big, but we, 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 we was from the street, so we had a lot of support from the street because we really come from the street. Like, a lot of people say they come and they do this and do that. You might have lived on the block that we probably was on, but you ain't never did nothing there, but you're just from there. So we was out there living that lifestyle, doing whatever we had to do, whether it was hair, balls, wherever we had to go, we did what we had to do. So we had a lot of people that was behind us that wanted to see us win, on, on, in the music industry because we was already all right in the street but to do a transition over to the music was going to be a task so we just mm. took x and he was the perfect artist to bring us into that world oh man listen leo cohen called me leo cohen leo cohen when that happened leo cohen was calling people at hot 97 personally it was like yeah. yo listen this is it but i tell you when i heard get at me dog flex play get at me dog the first time what the fuck is this? I, I mean, you know, and that's, that's, that was right. I think I met DMX that maybe Thursday. And I think Flex played that song on Saturday. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And they was like, that's the, that was the nigga with the dog that was in here. I right. said, oh man, this is going, this is going to be crazy. This is yeah. going to be crazy. That was crazy. Cause you know what? We shot our first video in the tunnel, and you know how crazy the tunnel was. Mm -hmm. We turned the tunnel upside down. We shot our video, our first video in the tunnel. That's the first video. One of the, one of the first videos we shot was in the tunnel. Yep. You know, the tunnel was a madhouse. I, people, if you don't know what the tunnel was about, take all of the killers, extortionists, drug dealers, street niggas, shakedown people, mob niggas, Anything and put them all in one club on a Sunday and play music for them in the dark. That's the tunnel right there. There you go. And so, 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 so to, to turn the tunnel upside down was crazy. You said that you had Mace. Yep. I had Mace, so, Mace was Mace was signed to Rough Riders before Bad Boy. I, you know what? We, we, we didn't have him sign. We probably had him sign the management. But we developed him to the point where he was able to be able to go to another label. So when Puffin them came, I was like, fuck it, just take them 
and take the locks because we were just learning the business. So we gave them to them just to manage them to learn more of the business. But X did couldn't go, so we kept X. And X was like the pick of the litter because he was the biggest artist we had at that moment where, as well. Where did, where did you make? Where did you meet Mace, and how did you develop? What, what was he like before we got to see him? Mace was um Mace from Harlem, so you know we, I'm in Harlem all the time. My brother was doing something with him, so my older brother brought him to us and said, "Yo, I got an artist." And I was like, hey, "Let me hear him." He said a couple times, "I said, all right, he's good." So remember, I had Mace, the Locks. X, Drag, Eve, all of them in the studio before anybody was on. So we was just working them all at one time and everybody was good. And uh, Mace and the Locks got a quicker break because Puff liked them and he wanted, you know, it, it was more his speed for the shiny shoes, like you say. So I gave them to him and we just kept the Locks, I mean, kept Mace, I mean, uh, X, and just waited till his turn came. So basically, before Mace got to Bad Boy, he was actually Murder Mace. So he was more fit to be on the Rough Riders at that time. When he was Murder Mace, he was talking greasy, crazy. There you go, there you go. Yeah, and then when he got over there, they kind of cleaned it up. They put Turned him into little, Mace. Right, so turned turn him into Mace. Do, yeah, you yeah, ever, was... do you regret not keeping Mace because of how big he wound up becoming? No, no, no. We never regret it because, you know, we, uh, my, my whole thing is this. I, I'd rather give people a chance. So he, he's nice, and there's a hundred more people that's going to be nice. It, it, it's, it's who's willing to put the time in to help them develop their craft and make them mm -hmm. become who they're going to become. Because everybody can rhyme, and everybody's nice, but now you got to mold them. So that's our job is to mold them into becoming the star. Mm -hmm. And that now, I want to go back because, again, people don't know. Bike culture in Harlem is big. So you were the first one to actually put that on video. I think, did you, you started with Winky, right? Yeah, Wink, Wink 1100 was the first one with us on that. Wink. Right. Now, Wink, Wink, is, Wink is from Harlem, right? Yeah, Wink is from Harlem and Brooklyn. He keep back and forth. Right. Because well, every every time I heard Wink, Wink was always in Harlem. Yeah. What made you pick Wink to do this? What made you say the bike culture is going to win? Well, you know what it was? Because it just came with us because that was what we've seen all our life. Bikes and dogs and we're from the hood. That's normal. That's not like unusual for us. So we just took that element that we've seen in the hood all the time and said, you know what? We're going to incorporate this in the video. The world mm -hmm. got to see this because we only seen it, but the world never seen it. And Wink knew a lot of bikes. So we just shot that video with Wink and we had like 100 bikes. But that's the element in the hood. That's what it is. And, 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 and let me tell you something. If you don't, I know a lot of you guys probably don't know know who Winky is. He's a legend on that bike. Easy. He, whoever whoever it is that you consider the best, whether it's Tiger Woods, whatever Alpo, whoever, whoever the fuck you consider the best, that guy is the best at what he does. Definitely one one hundred percent. When you went to him. What would, what did he say? What would we say? Why? What? I'm down. What did, no. what did he say? He, he 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 was from our hood, so we kind of knew people that he knew. So I had went to one of my little men's, and they had a good rapport with him. I was like, all right, tell him to come. And then he came. And he was like, all right, I'll do it. I'm with it. So he was with whatever. It wasn't nothing because we all was from the same hood. So he was on the east side. We was on the west side. 
So he was over there with his girl, Jaji, which rides bikes too. Mm -hmm. And we went over there and we was dealing with him from there. And he was like, I'll do whatever. And then we brought him in. But he was one of the best. This is before everybody started doing all the bike wheelie and all that. He was doing that. They doing that with dirt bikes. He was doing that with 1100s. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Big difference. Mm -hmm. Big difference. Big difference. Big difference. Big difference. Matt, what, what, one of the most iconic videos that ever exists is you guys on the FDR highway in, in New York, taking the whole fucking highway over, going crazy. Whose idea was that? That probably was um a, a, a group idea. We probably just said, yo, let's just shoot right here because right there on that highway, if you know when you come from Manhattan to the Bronx, it's right there. You got that long strip and the billboard is right there. So we put we put our um our logo and our name up on the billboard and while he really in, it's a long stretch. So you can get a good Willie on right there. So we shot that going towards the Bronx from from Manhattan to the Bronx. So that was that was just that one little area we was going to go. We was on our way to Hunts Point. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that is literally one of the most iconic videos in hip hop. Now, now you go further. You got the bike thing going. It, now you now you create that into a bike club. When did that become the bike club? When, when did when did the Rough Riders actually turn into a motorcycle club? You, you know what? When, when they started doing that, and everybody wanted to be a part of it. The, the the bikes, so they, my, my brother and everybody got together. We started making chapters. So you got chapters in the Bronx. You got mm -hmm. chapters in Brooklyn. You got chapters in Queens. So everybody's still doing their own thing, but they they, they, they rocking the vessels. They, they supporting the all. So it's, we got chapters everywhere. And what, and what, so, so now it turns into, not only does it turn into the music, it turns into the bikes. It gets crazy. Everything now, now you turn, now you turn in. You got DMX, the locks, Eve. How did Eve come into the picture? Eve came into the picture because what happened was we had to deal with Interscope, so we was dealing with them and they was going back and forth. And me and Jimmy had a good report, so I was talking to him. And he was like, you know what? I have a girl over here that you know drained them had her first, but they didn't probably know how to work her. So he said, I got a girl over here. You want to try and see if you can work her? So I said, all right, where's she from? He said, she's from Philly. I said, all right, because I used to live in Philly too. So I said, all right, send her over here. Let me see if I can work with her. So she wound up coming to New York. She came in the studio. She let me hear something. I was like, I could probably work her. And we just worked it from there. But she had it. You just had to do, the, do a little bit of developing with her. But she had it. But Dre wasn't able to probably pull her off. So they gave it to us. And we pulled it off, so that's how we got up from us. It's so, it's so funny because a lot of artists have come from the Dr. Dre tree. For example, Game was a was an aftermath artist that they wound up because it didn't work, they put him with 50. Right. And then Jimmy Iveen and Dre said, okay, this is not working, let me put you with, with 50. You guys, I didn't know that, you guys, they had Eve. They didn't know yeah. how to work. They said, well, let me put them with Rough Riders. So right. I guess that, that that was their thing. If they couldn't make it work, they would put put up with somebody that made that made it work. When did you know that Eve was a legitimate star? When I say what? When did you know Eve just actually had it and people were gonna love her? Because remember, 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 D. Ninety nine percent of the poor prints on women who are thirty and above right here 
or because of Eve. Correct. She, she, any woman that I see that's 34, 35, 37, 41, 44, 45, and I see they have paw prints right here, that's Eve and Eve's music. There you go, and I see a lot of paw prints. They, she definitely set the tone with the paw prints for sure. She definitely did. When did you know that, that you made the right decision with, with Eve? I kind of knew I made the right decision with Eve because I work the projects all the time, so I'll be in the studio with her all the time. So, all, like I tell you, everybody does know how to rap because they come in as rappers, but now you got to develop them. So it was a, it, she was nice, so now we got to make hit songs and develop her into becoming a, 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 a star instead of just a rapper. So it was a process, but I knew she could rap, but now she has the looks, she could rap. Now we got to just make, show how to make songs mm. and just build them from there. And that's all it, it takes time. Nobody walks in as a starter. They all walk in and know how to rap, but they all don't walk in and know how to make songs. Right, right. Who Who is the best at making songs? Who is the Who is the one out of all of them? DMX, Lots, Eve, Jim, Drag On, all of them that really had a hand or really knowing how to hop in and just make a song, hook everything, okay, I'm gonna do this boom. It was always a combination, because you got Swissy always liked to do the hooks. So it was always, some of the hooks was there already. Then Eve would write her own songs and come up with hooks. And everybody would do, you know, everybody would do a couple, but we would be there to support them and come, we, the whole thing is to come up with the beat and the hook. You can say whatever you want after that. Right, gotcha, gotcha. So, so, so right. everybody, everybody, was able to do the, do whatever they had to do, but it was a, it was a group effort with everybody. Okay, now you got DMX, you got Locks, you got Eve. You had Jit, and I was there for Jit because I was the DJ for Freestyle Fridays, and right, I right. saw him. He was bodying motherfuckers. I mean, he was he was destroying motherfuckers on 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 Freestyle Friday. I mean, what he was doing to people, it was disrespectful. Right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so I'm on there for the seven week one. I'm the DJ for Freestyle Friday on the seven week one that he's on. Right, right. So, um, I see it happening. I see the buzz building, and then one day I think he came and he was like, "Yo, I got. I'm down with the R. I'm down right. with the, I, you know, whatever." So I guess you guys had signed him before right. that Freestyle Friday. Right. And I said, "Okay." Yeah. Right. I, I was like, "Okay." When he told me he was down with you, I said, well, you know what that means, right? He said, yeah. I said, listen, they're going to put the gas on you, bro. You gonna, you Chinese, you, this is something that never happened. You're going to be a star. This is going to be out of here. It didn't work. Why? The, 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 you know what, what happened with that process with Jim? What happened was I had got my accident. I had got mm -hmm. into an accident. So I never got a chance to work that project at all. I wasn't even there for that project. I was in the hospital. You were in the hospital. I was probably out for a couple of years because I had to uh, get everything back in order. So I didn't get to work the project. So they, they had signed them, but I wasn't there. And I, I guess they was working and they probably couldn't work them, uh, figure out how to make it work. So it didn't work. But I, I didn't work that project specifically because I wasn't ever there. Right. The, the, I, you know, for me, I thought he was amazing. Drag on another one. Drag on with, with, with the down bottom. That record was a hit. I said, well, what happened? What, what, what happened with drag? What was the process with drag? 
Drag Drag did pretty good because he was doing movies and stuff. He 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 was able to do movies. He did a couple. I think it was a couple of Jet Li movies and different things. And you know, uh, he 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 was set up to do whatever he wanted to do because you could grow at that point. So mm. he was doing music and movies mm. at that time. So that's that that's that's how that project was working. With with to me, when I think more than anything. When I think of Rough Riders, I think of two people. I think of the Locks and I think of DMX. The Locks are a group that has been together for almost 25 years. That's three people. That's three people in a group. You can't even get three motherfuckers to walk down the street together at one time. Right. Three guys together for 25 years. What is the secret to the locks being able to stay together that long? But the the, the, the secret to them, see, when you're dealing with artists and, and, and they come up under you, it's what you teach and what you preach and teach them to show them morals and principles. And you know, you, you gotta stick together because y'all came up together. If it ain't nothing, don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And just ride it out and just keep riding. So they came up and we just taught them all the right principles. We never told, we never tried to separate them all. Let nobody separate anything. We let them just keep sticking together. And they came from Yonkers, so they stuck together because they was all from Yonkers. So it worked. And we never, we just kept them together. That's the way it go. Because believe it or not, this is how it really went. When we first got, we had X first. He told us about the locks because they're all from Yonkers. Mm-hmm. I was like, bring them. So what happened was, he bought them, but what happened was it was only um, Sheik and Kiss that he bought. Styles right. was in jail. Okay. So I didn't see him first. So I, we was just rocking with uh, Sheik and Kiss for a little bit, doing whatever, whatever. Then they tell me a, a couple of months later, yo, uh, I, 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 a guy's coming home. He's a part of it. He's with us too. So I was like, all right, we'll bring him. So we came through and and they, they sat down, we talked, and I was like, well, if he's a part of the group, then we might as well just let him in. That's what it is. So I just brought him right in and just let them do what they've been doing with, with, with all three of each other. It, it, it's so funny because Jada Kiss, of course, did his own thing and came out and, you know, did what Jada Kiss did. But right. he never, he went and did his shit, but he never left. Definitely never left. And, and you know how dudes are, man. You get a look, you get people in your ear. You, keep, you, know, you don't need them. What is it about Jada Kiss as a person? Because you know him. You brought him in. You've been with him forever. What is it about Jada Kiss that made him not do what the average person does, which is get the solo deal, feel like you better, and you out the door? Well, you know, in, any artist that we have, we, we all come up a different way because, you know, we live in life. They understand. We know both sides of this. So, you know, we always taught them morals and principles and being real with your people. These your people, then you do the right thing by your people. We don't care how much money it is or how much money it's not. Doing the right thing is what it is. Y'all came together, y'all, 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 y'all blow together, and y'all get money together, and that's the way it goes. And, and, and they actually followed it. Now you got X back in the studio. He's doing another album. What's happening with that? How, how close is that to completion? 
that right there. I'm I'm pretty much finished because we did it in California. I went and did that over in California, and we got about. We're probably gonna do about two more songs. We just did a song with um the Griselda Boys. Mm -hmm. We just did a joint. We did a joint with them. That's kind of crazy. It came out good. So so we went to I I just went to Atlanta and did that song with them. So. That's gonna be good. He got a lot of good. He got a lot of good music. He got Alicia Keys. He got Bono. You know, he got good music on there. You know, he, he got he got good songs. Um, I'll talk to you about this later, but I'm just waiting to see if I made the fucking album. I handed the record in. I don't know. I made I made the album. I don't make the album. Who knows? Look, look, look. I told I told him like this. It, it, we got two albums to do. So either way, it's going on something. It don't matter. But hold on, I got two albums to do. Yeah, we, we got we got one we got we got we got a compilation we gotta do we gotta do an X album so it's all the same we gonna have music enough to do whatever. What what label is it gonna be on? I think we we, we the, the 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 that one right there is on Def Jam. That's his okay. album on Def Jam. So, so with him home, he's back at Def Jam now. Correct. Okay, cause cause I, of course people of course people know he had a. He had a whiff with Jay being the, the head of the label and whatever he leaves goes to Sony. What made him come back to Def Jam? Well, you know, that's where he started. So he just, it was like a rebirth for him. Started all over, set the tone. They needed the help. So, you know, he, he was he was familiar with him. So it was, he was comfortable and familiar. So we're familiar with most of the people over there. They got new people in there, but we're familiar with their system. So it wasn't no big deal. We're just going to do what we do and keep it moving. But right, I, I like that. And then finally... Who, what new artists do you have? Because of course you have the legacy people, but you have to have new people. Who, who's coming yeah. through the door? You know, I've been focusing on a, a specific project that I've been working on personally, which which is Brillo, which is from Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And I chose that one because Connecticut never really had nobody. So I went over there and said, you know what? Let me go over here and get them some support. Cause they never had nobody, but they're only 20 minutes away from New York, mm -hmm. and they still never had nobody that really held it down for Connecticut. Period. And I felt like he was one of the best artists because when I heard him spit and I heard him, I said, Oh, yeah, because you got to be able to hold it, you can't just be all right because you're going to mm -hmm. get attacked. You're going to be able, you got to be able to do everything that is to be able to hold the whole state down and say, I'll run Connecticut. Oh, yeah, well, they're going to try you, and mm -hmm. I know if whoever come at him. He's gonna be able to deliver, right? Which, which, and that's you know the one thing I used to hear about Rough Riders is that in the sessions, everybody used to be in a cipher going at each other. What were those sessions like? Was it really like that with DMX, The Box, Eve, Jen? All these dudes are in a cipher, and if you're not good, you got to get out of here. What, what was that like? One hundred percent. It's like working out. It's like it's like training and working out, practicing. You practice on each other till you get outside, you'll be all right. So it was a battle. It was always a battle in the studio because everybody's spitting and, and developing themselves. So you just, it's like training, preparing so yourself. If you, if you came in there, if you came in there and you were not ready to battle, you got to get up out of there. You just, you don't got to get out of there, just move out the way. <laughs> don't stand in the middle right there in that circle. Step to the back and you'll be all right. Yeah, but you know something? If you're really a competitor, ain't nobody stepping to the back. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody, ain't nobody, especially with all of those people 
X, Locks, Eve, Sheik, all them dudes. Like, nobody's retreating. So I know that those those sessions had to be fucking legendary. So Brumo's coming. DMX is coming. Yep. And anybody else coming behind them? No, we're going to do the compilation, which is going to have everybody on it, whoever we pick to choose to put on there. So, you know, a compilation, we always did compilations because it's nobody's album. We just put everybody on there, different artists, and give everybody an opportunity to shine. So that's what the compilation is for. But we got X album. That's bananas. I got to give you something off of that. All right. And, and he got his album is a classic, literally. All right. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You know, X, one of my favorite artists, not only just because he talked the truth, but because of his music and, and who he is. Just overall, X is my fucking God, man. I want to thank you for coming through. You know, I Definitely. love you. I'm here when you need me. Um, I'll get in touch with you. I'll talk to you about the record, and we talk later, brother. Okay, I got you. Thank you. I appreciate you. God bless. God bless. That's All my right, man. D, easy, D, That's my man D right there. Make Noise with Fat Man Scoop is produced by myself alongside Raj Kachetcha and the team at creativecontentagency.com. Please support this podcast by leaving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I love that. And by following this podcast on Spotify and sharing links to episodes you enjoy with your friends. Do it. You can also email the show via podcast at fatmanscoop.com. I answer that. Or you can DM me at Fat Man Scoop. Yes, I answer DMs.